said her trailer, her trailer is historic. It's 38 years. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that's the other thing. Some people watch a trailer of their life and think it's the full is they think it's the full movie. The full movie is 38 years. They take a snapshot of one year, which is a trailer, and they think that's the whole movie. And they stuck. They stuck. All right. So let me keep going. <laughs> so how do we get these these minds to work differently so that we don't have conflicting directions? Because that's literally what being double minded is. We have conflicting information. Uh, the conscious mind is saying one thing. The subconscious mind is saying something else. And as long as we are in that position, this is why some people can't make a decision. You ever known people can't make a decision? It's like make a decision. <laughs> You want a hamburger or a hot dog? They can't make a decision between a hamburger or a hot dog. They can't make a decision whether they want to go to Burger King or the Bistro. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> Let me stop. I'm having too much fun with this. But y'all understand what I'm saying? They can't make a decision. The conscious mind is saying one thing, but they got all of this information in the subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind is telling them something different. Oh, you don't want to go there. Because if you go there, you're going to run into somebody that you don't want to see. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to go there. You know, because if you go there and you wear that, y'all know, y'all know what we go through. If you wear that, you're going to run into somebody and they're going to think. Your dress is too small. They're going to think your shoes too tight. They're going to think that your pants are too long. They're going to think this. They're going to think that. They're going to think the other thing. And we get stuck in what other folk think. We don't know what they think. Something happened in our past. And now we are stuck in what people thought. We are stuck in what people said about us. And we take that as reality. And now we are gripped. We are caught in other folks' opinion. And then we say, it's the devil. It's a spirit. No, it's not a spirit. It's not the devil. It's not the devil. <laughs> You're double-minded. You're stuck. It's not a devil. I have to I, I have to keep saying that. It's not a devil. Everything is not a devil. It's, everything is not a devil. Truth be told, most of us, <laughs> truth be told, most of us are not doing enough damage to the kingdom of darkness for the devil to even be on the devil's radar. The devil ain't thinking about us. The devil say, oh, they fine. <laughs> they still double minded. They still have an unrenewed mind. They're still gripped in their past. They're still stuck in what happened 15 years ago. We don't have to spend no energy on them because they're doing no damage to us. The only folk the devil really wants to go after is people that are pulling down strongholds. We're the strongholds. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Watch casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Most people are held captive in their mind. It's their own imagination that has become their prison. It's not the devil. It's their imagination. <laughs> They've never learned how to bring thoughts captive. This is what we're talking about. This is all dealing with double-mindedness. Let me get off of that. So, when, when <laughs> stagnant, stinking, thinking, when your conscious and your subconscious mind work together, 
you're no longer double-minded. You're, you're, you're consistent. You're congruent. What's going on in your spirit matches up with what goes on in your conscious mind. What you are thinking in your conscious mind has been fed to you out of your spirit and it's consistent. You're not double-minded. You're not double-minded. Your present is not different than your past because you've reframed your past to enhance your present, to propel you into your future. Oh, this is practical. These are practical principles for success that I'm talking about. Practical principles for success. Now watch this. Um, so the subconscious mind has the ability to either pass or withhold information from and to the conscious mind. So your subconscious mind can pass information to it or withhold information from it. This is all happening on the inside of you, by the way. Your subconscious mind can either pass information to the conscious mind or withhold information. This is what causes emotional trauma in people's life when there's no external event involved. This is what this is what's happening. The right information is not getting to their conscious mind for them to process. There's some information that's being withheld. And many people block that information from passing to their conscious mind. You say, well, what do you mean? Did you ever try to counsel somebody? <laughs> Did you ever try to counsel or coach somebody and you're trying to bring them into the present? But they, they, they won't allow information. They won't allow new information or they won't allow themselves to look at something differently. And they generally will always use the expression, well, I always, or people always, you know, I always, I have always. They're not allowing new information to pass into their awareness to give them a different view of themselves and a different view of life. They're stuck on old information. This, this is what's happening. It's not the devil. <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying that. Yes, I do. Somebody needs to know you're not fighting a devil. You have a stronghold in your mind. All right, let me keep going. So the subconscious mind has the ability to either pass or withhold information from and to the conscious mind. However, the conscious mind will only be able to access the activity of the subconscious mind if the latter allows it to. So you have to come to the place where your subconscious mind is actually working with your conscious mind. So you've got to know how your conscious, you've got to know how your conscious mind works and you've got to know how your subconscious mind works. So you're not continuing to live self-fulfilled prophecies. You know, you know, many people, it's literally, it is, Minister Child. It's literally you're self-sabotaging yourself. It's not the devil. <laughs> you're self-sabotaging yourself. You're living self-fulfilling prophecies. Is what you're is what you're literally doing. You're creating your reality, is what you're doing. You're creating your reality, is what you're doing. You're creating your reality is what you're doing. Nobody's doing it. 
Okay. No, nobody is doing it. Let me make it practical. Let me make it practical. The white man is not keeping the black man down. The black man is not keeping the Hispanic down. Your employer is not blocking your promotion. You are. Your, 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 your supervisor is not preventing you from getting the raise. You are. <laughs> your husband or your wife is not keeping you from being happy. You are. You, you have been given power and authority. You are the only one responsible for what happens in your life. It's called personal responsibility. I told the class, I, I, I told the class last night, and I know folks shook their head, but many, many people are praying. Let me talk to my brothers and sisters in the Lord for a minute. Many people are praying. Many people are fasting and praying for God to do something he'll never do. Let me say that again. Many people are fasting and praying for God to do something he will never do. Say, well, what do you mean, Daryl? God will never do what he has given us the power and the authority to do. He will only do what we do not have the power and the authority to do. And many of us are praying hard for God to do something he's given us the power and the authority to do. Listen, let me make it practical. Jesus said, <laughs> behold, I give unto you power and authority. I Behold, I give unto you. This is why I tell people a lot of time when I hear people talk about the kingdom. This is what I tell people a lot of times when they talk about the kingdom. I realize people really, some people really don't understand the kingdom. God said, I've given you power. I've given you dominion and authority, right? I've given you power and authority. You trample on serpents and scorpions. You do this. In other words, you, <laughs> you in your relationship with, with me, you walk out your destiny. You use the power and the authority that I gave you. So why are you asking me to do this for you when I've given you the power to do it? This is why many people run around talking about binding demons and devils. They can't even control their own emotions, but they want to bind a demon and a devil. <laughs> they can't control their own thoughts, but they want to bind a demon or a devil. They can't discipline their own life, but they want to cast out a demon or a devil. Who, who do we think we're fooling? See, I'm talking about the practical application. And this just doesn't apply for believers, right? It, it, it really doesn't. In fact, folk outside the kingdom understand they've got to, there are things they have to do if they want a promotion on the job. <laughs> If they want a promotion on the job, they need to be a diligent worker. If they want a promotion on the job, 
they need to develop some skill sets. If they want to move into a supervisory uh, capacity, they need to understand something about human personalities. They need to understand something about motivating people. They need to understand something about conflict resolution between people because that's what supervisors and managers do. They supervise and they ma or they should. They supervise and they manage people. If you don't understand anything about people, if you don't have people skills, <laughs> chances are you're not going to move into a supervisory or a managerial position because you don't understand people. How many, how, <laughs> what is the lack of people skills that exists among the body of Christ in the church? What's the amount of people? Do we actually even do we know how to communicate with people? Do we understand the power of communication? Do we know how to listen? Do we know how to take in information and process it? Do we know how to be thorough in understanding? Do we understand interpersonal relationships? Do we understand conflict resolution? See, this is, these are the practical aspects of our faith life that many times we don't even think about. But we want to bind a demon and a devil. <laughs> we want to witness. We want to bring people to Jesus, but we don't understand anything about empathy. We don't know how to put ourselves in their position. That's called empathy. We don't know how to look at things from their perspective. If we can't look at life from their perspective, how can we lead them into another way of seeing life? We can only see, we only see life through our own lens. See, I can only see life through my eyes. But when I listen to other people talk, if I understand something about human processing, if I understand something about the way we as human beings process information as they're telling their story. I can pick up in their story how they're framing the world. I can pick up in their story. I can hear by the words that they use how they're processing life. I can tell from the words that they use, the sentences that they use, the communication that they use. I can hear how they're viewing life. Now I'm in a position to help them possibly look at it from a different perspective so they can get free. But that requires me to develop a different set of skills. Learning is fundamental. Learning is fundamental. Blessed are the flexible. They shall not be broken. I hope this is helping somebody. All right. So the subconscious mind has that ability. So part of what we're looking at with this conceptual change is to be able to develop the skill of accessing both the conscious and the subconscious mind. And when you know how to access both of those functions of the mind, you now are in a position where you can use your brain for a change. Your brain is not controlling you. <laughs> your mind is not controlling you. You are controlling your mind. This is part of what renewing the mind is about. What has tripped up many 
believers is we believe quoting scripture has to do with renewing the mind. It's not the quoting of scripture that gets us the victory. It's the application of the knowledge of the scripture that we actually possess. We can all quote the scriptures. <laughs> it's the application of the scriptures. That's where the wisdom part comes in. Remember, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men freely. Only let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. Why? Because a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. That's like people asking God to do things where subconsciously they don't really feel themselves. Oh, my God. They don't actually feel themselves worthy to do it. You know, it's, it's like people believing God for prosperity. But deep on the inside, they don't believe that they're worthy of prosperity. They don't believe that they're worthy of good health. They don't believe that they're worthy to be in a good relationship. They don't believe that they're worthy of the favor of God, but they're asking God to give them favor. A double-minded man. Consciously, they want favor. Subconsciously, they don't believe that they're worthy to be favored of God because of something that happened in the past. So we've got to access the information that's stored in the subconscious mind and filter through that information. It's like going to do your taxes. How many of you all, how many of you all do your taxes or have a, a tax preparer? What do they want? They want the tax receipts. They want your paychecks. They want your pay stubs. They want your financials. They want all of your information from the past year in order to file your taxes. Now, for those of us, or those of you, I should say, because I'm not that good at filing stuff, so I let my wife do it, right? My wife does that. Then she brings me all the files, and then I do the taxes. But the subconscious mind is just like a file cabinet. It's filing stuff away. You've got to know what file the information is in. <laughs> and when you know what file the information is in, you can go to that file and you can edit the document if necessary. Think about a computer. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like a computer. Think about what you can do with a, with a computer. You have a document. Let's say you're working on a resume and you need to update the resume because you got another job. What do you do? You go in and you edit the document and you either put new information in or you take old information out in order to get the outcome that you want to get. The subconscious mind is just like that. You have to go in and you've got to edit the document. You've got to put some new information in and you're probably going to have to take out some old information. If you don't, your life will consist of all information. So try to take try to take your financials from 1970 and file your taxes with them in 2021. You might go to jail. <laughs> you know how many people are trying to live their life in 2021 using documents from 1970. <laughs> I'm laughing. But I think y'all get the point. 
I think y'all get the point. And and this is what we're going. This is this is what these short conversations about conceptual change are all about. Just to kind of give you some nuggets for you to think about. So what you know, so kind of what we've talked about is is the fact your mind has two functions conscious and subconscious mind your conscious mind you can very easily tell what how your conscious mind is functioning because that's your present awareness anything that you're presently aware of that's a function of your conscious mind things events memories processes beliefs belief patterns that you're not aware of but are governing and influencing your life those things are happening out of the subconscious is happening out of the subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind is much more active than your conscious mind because your conscious mind, some, 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 um, some people have said that your conscious mind is only capable of handling, um, I think it's seven plus or minus two bits of information at any given time, your conscious mind. This is why some of the most important data that we have to remember is broken down into like either seven or nine. Think about your social security number. What's your social security number? You can recall it instantly. What is it? It's three numbers, then two, then four, because your conscious mind can handle that kind of information. What's your telephone number? Area code, three numbers. Prefix, three numbers, and then another four. <laughs> important bits of information are purposely developed with seven plus or minus two bits of information because it's easy to remember the conscious mind can handle that but when you get into longer pieces of information what do you have to do now you have to rely on the memory evening anna you have to rely on memory Memory is a part of the subconscious mind, not the conscious mind. The conscious mind is for immediate awareness. Things that you need to remember, that stuff's going into your subconscious mind. Now, here's the deal. You remember everything that ever happened to you. It's not a problem with memory. People say, I have a bad memory. No, you don't have a bad memory. You've never developed a good system of recall. <laughs> it's all about framing. You don't have a bad memory. You've just never developed a good system to be able to recall information because the information is there. You just need you just need some tools on how to access that information. And if you can access it, you can edit it. If you can access the information, you can reassign meaning. If you can access the information, you can manipulate the data. Oh my. <laughs> oh glory. Oh glory. I know this wasn't real spiritual, you know, <laughs> where people, you know, this wasn't one of one of the message. This wasn't one of the messages when I said, Oh, you just need to pray. You just need to go and pray and ask God to deliver you. No, he's already delivered you. <laughs> Glory to God. He has already delivered you. The problem is you haven't gotten a memo. That information of your deliverance has never become a part of the program that's running in your subconscious mind. That's why I don't ever. That, that's really I mean, think about this. Think about this. 
I'm, I'm basically done. I'm going to meddling for a minute. Think about how many times people have told people say you need to pray <laughs> for more anointing. Just think about it. Just, just think about it just for a moment. You need to pray for more anointing or, 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 the, or they say God's sending a new anointing, right? Now, here's the information. The information that God gave us, I'm talking to my Christian brothers and sisters now. The information that God gave us is that he has anointed us, that when we received the Holy Spirit, it is the Holy Spirit who is the anointing. See, the anointing is not a person. The anointing is not a thing. The anointing is a person. The spirit of the Lord came upon Jesus because he had anointed him. Jesus was anointed with the presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, the scripture says we have received of the same spirit. Well, if Jesus was anointed by the presence of the Holy Spirit and we've received the same spirit, that would mean we have the same anointing. The same spirit. Now, if God says, I'm with you, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That would mean that the presence of God doesn't come and go. The presence of God is always present. Let me say that. Let me let me say this again. No, no double portions and no extra mantles. Bad information. See, that's bad data. Now, now. But I'm glad you brought that up because I'm going to use that for my illustration of what I'm saying. So, so God says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. His anointing, his spirit is the anointing. And his spirit has come and taken up residence on the inside. So the scripture says, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? So if the Holy Ghost has taken up residence on the inside and my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, that means that the Holy Ghost, the anointing, goes with me everywhere I go. Because the anointing abides. This is the data. This is the information. The anointing abides within us. The scripture says the anointing that you have received abides within you. So the anointing doesn't come and go. The anointing is always present. The challenge is we are not always aware of the anointing. Conscious mind. <laughs> We're not always aware of the presence of God. Where does the presence of God reside? In our body. Don't you know that he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit? So our spirit is joined with the Holy Spirit. The subconscious mind is a function of our human spirit. It's the mind of the spirit. So God's presence is always with us, but we're not always aware of the presence. Now, if we accept the information and that program, that pattern, that information is established in our spirit. We may not be consciously aware of the presence, but we know his presence is there. So we never feel alone. We never feel as though we got to go into a deep consecration fast to get another anointing because the anointing that I have received abides within me. This is why we have peace with God.
This is what produces the peace. This is what produces the joy because it's not based on what I feel. It's not based on my senses. It's based on what I know. <laughs> okay. Now, somebody mentioned the double portion. So if we've convinced people that there's a double portion or if we've convinced people that there is a mantle and this is what's running in their subconscious mind. So they really don't believe that they have the fullness of the spirit. See, this is the difference. They receive the fullness of the spirit. And as my pastor always asked the question, how do you receive a double portion of something that you're full with? So if you have the fullness of the spirit, how can you get a double portion of the fullness of the spirit? You can't. It's bad information. But if this is what people are running off of, if this is the information that they have and they're waiting on a double portion, they never really believe that they have the anointing that makes them double minded. So on the one hand, they believe that they're anointed. But on the other hand, they're running off of information that says you don't have enough of the anointing. So you're double minded. And then they wonder why the power of God doesn't flow out of them because they're double minded. They don't believe that they have an anointing. So they're waiting on a mantle. If you're waiting on a mantle, you don't believe you have what God says that you have. You're double minded. Do you see the practical application of it? <laughs> this is the practical application. This is where we move out of churchianity and we really move into kingdom. Do you know why Peter, James and John were able to do what they did? Because they weren't double minded. They didn't do it because they were super spiritual. They didn't do it because they fasted for 40 days. They didn't do it because they came out of a consecration fast. They didn't do it because they spent all of their life in prayer. That's not why they did it. They did it because they weren't double minded. They knew what they had and their conscious mind of what Jesus told them to do was in their awareness and their subconscious mind, their spirit received the reality. This is what God has done. So there was no conflict between their conscious and their subconscious mind. So they could look at the man at the temple, glory to God. And I'm speaking to people right now, just be free, just be free in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, be free. See, Peter, James, and Peter and John could go to the temple and look at the man at the temple. I love this one. I love this one. And the man is out there begging for alms. The man needed something. And seeing Peter and John, they asked of an alms. And Peter said with John, look on us. Now notice what he said. He said, look on us. He didn't say, don't look at us, look to God. They didn't say, don't look on us, look to Jesus. They didn't say any of that. They said, look on us. Silver and gold, we don't have. But such as we have, give we unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. How could they do that? Because they were congruent. They weren't double-minded. Well, you know, I know Jesus said heal the sick, 
But what will ha what's going to happen if we tell the man to get up and he don't get up? Then people going to think we not anointed. See, they didn't go through all of that that we go through. <laughs> we go through that because we're double-minded. They were not double-minded. They said, this is what Jesus said. This is what he said to do. And they were congruent within themselves. There was no conflict between what they knew in their heart or in their spirit and what they knew in their conscious mind. Their mind was renewed. <laughs> and they said, look on us. And that wasn't a statement of pride. They knew what they had. So what are they doing? Here we go. What are, what, what are they doing? What were they doing to the man's conscious mind? They were focusing the man's conscious mind. Look on us. Let me get your attention. You know why some people can't get delivered? Because nobody can get their attention. They too busy thinking about the circumstance. Oh my God. They were too busy thinking about their circumstance. So Peter had to get the man's mind off of his circumstance. Look on us. Let me get into your awareness. Now, silver and gold, I don't have. But what I have, I'm getting ready to give you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And when the man received that word, because his conscious mind is focused on what Peter was about to give him. And there was no conflict in this man's spirit. He received it in his spirit, glory to God. And he received what he needed from God. He wasn't double-minded. You cannot be double-minded and think you're gonna receive from God. It's not gonna work. You cannot be incongruent. You cannot be believing bad information in your subconscious and because you can quote a Bible with your mind, think you're going to receive from God. It's not going to work. And that's been the error of the faith movement. Because we have believed if we can just get people to quote enough Bible, God's going to move. Nope. <laughs> uh -uh. It has to go deeper than that. It's got to go down and it has to, it has to replace those old programs that are running out of the subconscious mind. It's like giving yourself a computer update. Some of y'all need to hit the delete button <laughs> on, your, on your spiritual keyboard and delete the bad information. Some of y'all need to delete some of them bad emails that you've gotten over your life. Some of y'all need to delete some of them, them weird websites. <laughs> that's running in your spirit. You need to change the channel. You need to start watching some other movies in your mind to get some new outcomes. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, this has been fun. <laughs> this has been fun. I hope it's been as fun for me as it has been for you. So so, so I hope, I hope that in this conversation, there was something in here that you know now that you can take in your life and you can apply it in your life now and you can receive some change now. Now I hope that you understand how important it is for you to understand how your conscious mind works, how your subconscious mind works, the importance of renewing your mind, the importance of, of not allowing 
those bad movies that you've been replaying in your mind that, you know, those dead things that you've been bringing up, those those bad experiences that you've been rehearsing in your mind. I hope you understand now that you can delete that information. You can edit the movie. Oh, yes, you can. You you are the editor of your life. You are the writer of the script of your life. You're writing every chapter in the book called life. You are. Nobody else is. You are. You are. You are. And and this is what I, I hope to do um, as, as I continue with these conversations on conceptual change is to help you to understand something about the power that you have to get the life that you want to live, especially those of you who have come into an experience with the Lord Jesus to understand he's given you the power. He's given you the authority. You have all of the tools that you need to live an effective, successful life in the kingdom of God. And if you've never come to know the Lord Jesus because of some bad information that you may have picked up along the line about what it means to be a Christian, let me assure you, being a Christian is one of the best things you could ever do. Coming into a relationship with the resurrected Jesus is the most powerful thing you can ever do. And it's not about, excuse me, it's not about many times what church has presented as what it means to be a Christian. It's not about going out and beating everybody up because of their life. It's not about God coming and condemning you or God don't want you to have fun no more. If there's one thing that you'll know about me or or you'll learn it is Daryl likes to have fun. Jesus didn't come to take all the fun out of your life. He came to teach you how to really experience the abundant life. And so I invite you, if you've never had that experience and you, you know, you might be at the place where, you know, where you actually want to say, you know, Lord, I'm tired of the life that I'm living. And from what I understand, you've already forgiven me. From what I understand is that you, you long to have an experience with me. And I don't know you, but I want to. I prayed that prayer 10 years old and have never looked back. You know, I I don't know you. I believe that you exist, but I don't know you. I don't know anything. But what I'm asking you is that you would reveal yourself to me. It's as simple as that. There's no magic prayer that I can lead you in to get you saved. Um, You just need to have a heart to heart conversation with God. And you might say, I don't know how to pray. If you don't know how to pray, the best prayer you can ever pray is Lord help. And he because he knows your heart. He really does. He knows your heart. And and he's here to fulfill your life. He's he's really here to help you to live the life that you truly desire and that you truly deserve to live. And you can come to know that life um, with an experience with the Lord Jesus. So I invite you just have a conversation with him tonight. Talk to him like you talk to a friend. He'll talk back. He'll reveal himself to you. All right. Amen. And if you like um, additional information or you'd like to connect with me, you have some questions or whatever, um, I invite you to send me an email. I'll respond back, right? You can send the email to da at freedomcreation.net. That's da at freedomcreation.net. And I promise you, I will respond. Um, it might take me a day, but I will respond. I really will. I, I will respond and we can talk. Um, if you have any questions, comments, whatever, I'm just that way. I'm just a real person. I'm not a super spiritual guru. <laughs> I'm not a super spiritual guru. I'm just a real person 
who, who is living out this journey um, of this thing called life like everybody else, right? I mean, I have problems, I have challenges, I have a lot of things going on in my life, just like you do in yours. Um, but I'm learning how to come to a place where I no longer live crises. I no longer live crises, right? And and I, I, I would really like to get to know you and, and, and share that kind of life. So I encourage you, send me an email. Send it to daffreedomcreation.net. Um, if you enjoyed um, some of the content that I shared tonight and you'd like to know more about some of the principles that, that I'm dealing with, um, I invite you to visit my website. That would be at e-learning.emergentministries.com. Um, go ahead and request your free copy. I'll get a free copy of the ebook to your email. And as I stated earlier, um, I'm not an individual that gets your email and then flood your email box with requests for money. I don't function like that, right? I don't. I have. I have a. I have a heavenly Father that takes real good care of me. But you can send the uh, email to or or visit the website at e learning dot emergentministries.com. I'll get that um, to you in the uh, in your email in a PDF form. And so this has been fun. This has been great. I, I trust that you enjoyed it. Um, if you are a person and you would like to sow a seed um, into the work, um, that helps to underwrite some of the publishing, the printing, um, helps to underwrite some of the other media stuff that we're doing and you would just like to sow a seed, um, you can also do that. You can do that via the website. You'll see a link to donate. Um, I have no problem with that. And as I tell people all of the time, um, there is no price tag that I can put on on the things that I share. I don't sell the word. You cannot sell the word. But there are people who understand the power of sowing and reaping, and they like to support things that are beneficial to their life. So if that happens to be you, feel free to sow a seed. Amen. Amen. Well, again, this has been fun. I do want to mention to everybody that is in the foundation principles class. If you came in a little late, um, the audio sessions from last night are available uh, as well as the quiz. So that is available in your classrooms. So you can go to the classroom, listen to the audios from last night, take the quiz. Um, next week, we're going to be finishing up with our conversational faith toward God. Additionally, if you'd like to um, take part in the Foundation Principles class, when you go to the website, you'll see the link for courses. You can go down, find the Foundation Principles 2 course. Go ahead and do the registration. Um, that'll get all of the information to you. And then um, you can then access the classroom. If you need help navigating the website, if you go to the help section of the website, You'll see three videos um, on help to navigating the website. You can watch those short videos that will walk you through all of the different processes and things available on the website. So we're trying to make this as easy as possible uh, for you. Amen. Amen. Well, again, this has been a pleasure. I have so enjoyed uh, being able to share this with you tonight. And I trust, again, that you were blessed through it. You all have a blessed evening. I look for your emails. I look for your registrations. But you all stay blessed. And remember, you can use your brain for a change. Amen. 
Amen. And you all have a great evening. Thanks for stopping by.